You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story Podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now here are your hosts, Veronica Lisa Mato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 115 of BNI, the Australian story. My name is Veronica. We're here in the sunny Mornington Peninsula today in Victoria, and also with our co-host and executive director of BNI Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. Hey, it's nice to be a little bit sunny after all the rain we've had, and, uh, you know, it's so much better. It's, uh, I'm just loving it. I need to get out in it. Uh, straight after this, I think I will, Veronica, because we've had some uh, terrible weather the last few days. Now, you've been incredibly busy, Brent. So I my question to you is how do you run a whole region plus move house plus manage <laughs> all the chapters plus get all of the paperwork and admin done. I mean, for all of the chapter VPs out there who are wondering how they're going to deal with the next application that comes through, you're dealing with 10, 20 applications a week sometimes with the growth at the moment. How do you do it? I have to admit I'm terribly understaffed at the moment. So, um, but BNI has a lot of systems in place and just like members, it's all about uh, following the system and all about using the systems. But uh, that said, uh, I'm, uh, with everything that's been going on, I've been terribly understaffed. And unfortunately, when you're like that, some parts of uh, some parts of the business gets overlooked and some projects that you want to get done uh, get pushed onto the back burner and we run out of time for. Sort of like the BNI Australian Story podcast recently, but <laughs> no excuses. Um, we're good to be back and we'll get it back on track as we go. It is actually very nice when we get emails going, hey, guys, when's the next episode coming out? I've, I've listened to all of Ivan's and I'm up to date with yours. And I'm like, well, that's great. Thank you to that one listener that does that. We really appreciate it. Uh, but we know that um, we know that people are supporting it and we know that we get lots and lots of great feedback. But please don't forget, if you've got a great story to share, we are always looking for members to come onto the podcast and uh, and share their stories with with other members in the in, in the country and and globally too because we're on uh, BNI Business Builder. So, <laughs> well, you get called my work wife quite a bit, <laughs> and uh, if we if you were my work wife, I think in the last few weeks we would have been divorced because we've been just been all over the place. <laughs> and we've hardly seen each other, but we're still managing to get get stuff done. So it's great to be back uh, and seeing you on the screen today and putting together what I think is a really important podcast. Now, in 2022, I watched you deliver a presentation at the National Conference in Sydney, and uh, it was such a fantastic topic that you almost got a standing ovation from a lot of people in the room. And a lot of BNI members just resonated with this particular presentation because it was brutally honest and it was a reality check. And if I can say this, you actually called the baby ugly. <laughs> and no one likes to call the baby ugly. So I just thought it would be a great idea today to share some of these things um, on the podcast. And uh, I think it will be of really great value to a lot of our members who are listening. Well, what I spoke about at the 2022 um, National Conference is episode 68. 
if you'd like to check your back catalogues and it's three things that stifle uh, chapter growth. And, you know, truth be known, BNI Australia, we went through a bit of a bit of a lull and um, and now we're it's everything sort of surging back. And just before I get into this, congratulations on launching a chapter too, uh, Veronica, recently. So you've been part of that growth and part of the growth of uh, it's all that growth coming back has actually helped BNI worldwide hit 300,000 members, which is a great celebration. But what I want to talk about tonight, today is something that we did a session with Stan Phelps and Stan Phelps has been um, at our last two conferences. He is the author of the Goldfish series. And uh, in 2022, he spoke about pink goldfish. And that's about um, focusing on what some people may seem to be flaws or things that might actually turn you off, but really looking at them as positives. And that can come into fact, it can come into play a lot with BNI and with visitors coming to BNI deciding if BNI is going to be right for them as well. So, um, yeah, aside from what I actually spoke about at that particular conference, this is uh, this is a route I really wanted to go down today. And really, it's what people don't like about BNI or what we perceive they don't like about BNI too. Because when we're inviting people, sometimes if we perceive that people don't like something about them, it makes us hesitant in actually inviting them. And it makes us double think inviting him along and helps us make a decision for him. So today we're going to take the opportunity to go over a few things that, um, that, you know, perhaps some people might not like, but spin that around to a positive from a negative. So first one is, you know, the rules. Would you agree B&I's got a lot of rules, Veronica? Oh, yeah, I don't like coming to BNI because uh, I like to do things uh, when I like to do them. That's why I'm a business owner. And have you ever seen people that come into BNI and want to change the agenda and oh, change absolutely. the structure? Yeah. You can do this so much better. Have you guys thought about maybe doing it this way? I love it. I think we've mentioned in a previous podcast, if you went into a, uh, if you went into a McDonald's franchise and you decide to change the recipe for Big Macs, McDonald's would come in and lock the doors and change the locks and lock you out of that place. I think so, you'd have more problem if you made it 15 herbs and spices on the on the Colonel's chicken. So some people, yeah, absolutely. I think that tastes better. But, you know, some people might look at the rules as being inflexible and an inflex, inflexible structure in B&I. But if you spin it around the right way, it's a formula that works. So instead of being an inflexible structure, it is a formula that works. And so formulas worked for 38 years. Now, have you seen another business that's had 38 years consistent growth? Guess what? B&I has worldwide. And, and also a, 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 an organisation that's been open to testing and measuring and developing and improving its processes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the next one is... Our performance culture. We have a culture of performance. We have a culture of members performing. Why and do I have to perform when I pay my membership? Well, you need to actually perform. You need to actually be working for those other people. As I say to people, you don't go into the gym and plant down your money and say, bring on the fitness. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. Bring on the fitness. I'm paying you. 
being eyes like that. So you plunk down your money, you still got to work this, you still got to work the equipment, you still got to follow the program, you still got to work on things, you still got to sweat, you know, and that's what BNI is about. And BNI has a performance culture. And by we the way, are, we I are high performing business people. Hey, I Sorry. want a refund if I haven't met my weight goal, <laughs> even though I haven't turned up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, unashamedly, we have a performance culture because we are high-performing business people. That's who we take. That's who we are. We are accountable to each other and we're high-performers and we want to protect our reputation. So our performance culture is our reputation protection within BNI because we are high-performers. Now, if someone can't come in and doesn't want to be a part of high-performers, well, that's up to them. That's okay because we don't take low performance within B&I. Well, we the next one, get, sorry? We also get a lot of people, Brent, that come into B&I and they become high performers, which is really amazing and very satisfying when you see a member turn around and say, I'm a better business person. My business is running more efficiently. I'm making more money. I actually was never a morning person, but now I get up and I do more business and more activity in the mornings than I have done for a whole week. So when you're around that culture, it's actually can be very inspiring. Absolutely. And that's all some people need. Some people just may need the structure, just may need to be a part of the culture and be able to do that. And that's the last step they need to be a part of it. And once the structure's there and they work it, that's that's all they need. And a bit of guidance from the group as such. So good point, B. Um, The next one is peer assessment. Yeah, you, know, you assess by your peers within B&I. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, you know, member traffic lights yeah. is big peer assessment, isn't it? Actually, but- yesterday I had a traffic lights up for a chapter, and I made the comment that I am actually not very competitive. Um, and someone kind of had a bit of a laugh because often I'm at the top of my chapter traffic lights, but it's only because I do what I say I'm going to do. I, I, I'm a member, and I've made a commitment to do something, and I do it. And so my peers are watching me, you know, be my word. It's not rocket science. Yeah. So peer assessment's really key within BNI because um, it's safe market feedback, which actually enhances your reputation within the group. And if you've enhanced your reputation within the group, the group's going to want to bring you more referrals because if you've got a great reputation, they want to send the people they know to them and they look good as well. So, you know, peer assessment is okay, but that's just making sure we know everyone's accountable and safe market feedback for those people. And it really it's, it helps your reputation. So that's the positive of the peer assessment side of things. Yeah, love that. So the next one is perhaps they don't like consistent education. Yeah, well, why do I do education? I'm already really good at what I do in business. Well, I'd like to say if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room all the time. And um, we can always, we're learning things all the time. I'm sure you've been in business for many years, Veronica. You're learning things all the time. I'm learning new things all the time. You know, sometimes I walk in a room and go, wow, I, I didn't know that. Um, that's really useful information. So, yeah, we're all gaining personal growth from this. And uh, the consistent education is all about 
personal growth and consistent growth. And if you're growing as a person, you know, and that's stuff you can use not only in BNI, you can use it in life and in business. And so many lessons from the education I've got with BNI has helped me in life, has helped me in business as well. And it's something that people don't really expect when they're joining us because they join for the referrals. But the consistent education, and I have to admit, I was at a meeting this morning and I had a member uh, who was thinking about changing chapters into a new chapter we're launching. And he said, oh, I don't have to do the member success program again, do I? And he was putting a dampener on it. But then another person next to him said, well, you know, but the member success program shows you how to work this system better. So it's a it's a must of doing it. And he put it down as something, oh, I don't like doing education. But without that, he wouldn't have known how to actually work the system. And he's in his second year in BNI now. He probably wouldn't have stayed without without that learning. So, um, you know, the personal growth is a thing. And, um, you know, and in the same meeting this morning, I had someone stand up and they were really nervous about speaking, but they're getting better each week. And that comes with the personal growth. And once that chapter gets launched, they'll get the they'll get the opportunity to get the education and everything that goes with it to help them with that too. So, you know, consistent education just adds to personal growth. And if you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. I like to say that. Can I just add to that, Brent, that doing the education, you may not need it right now, but if a new member comes along and they're doing MSP, wouldn't it be great for you to be up to date with exactly what they're hearing so that if they need it, if they've got a question, you can answer it rather than saying, oh, you know, I don't know because when I did it, they didn't talk about that or, you know, BNI Connect has upgraded some particular function on there and you don't know about that because you didn't think you needed to learn anymore. Wouldn't it be good to be the person in the room that anyone can come to and say he, he or she will have the answer? Yes. So, so best practice with uh, with MS uh, member success program or MSP, we we get trapped into shortening things down uh, in in BNI and every industry. Um, the best practice for that is BNI Business Builder, and that's why we direct people to do member success program on BNI Business Builder because. Yeah, individuals can't teach that as well as BNI Business Builder does. It's interactive. You can do it module at a time, 10 minutes at a time, if you like. It's got um, pop quizzes at the end that help you maintain uh, information. So it's the best of adult learning um, bundled in by experts in adult learning to to tap onto people's you know key learning styles in there. And there's different key learning styles for people that people prefer, and that bundles it all in there. So BNI Business Builder and Member Success Program is actually designed around that. I think it's best practice, and you know that's why really early on when I went through that program myself, and I did it, and I've I've trained Member Success Program for twenty something years in different forms. I I went and completed it myself because I wanted to see what was being done. And when I came away from doing 
the member success program and believe it or not it was longer when i did it it was four hours when i did it the first time now it's now people can do it in two so it's a lot easier it's a lot uh more time efficient because people are really big on time these days but i got a lot out of it and i actually redid it and believe it or not i had to redo some of the quizzes too because <laughs> i got it wrong maybe i wasn't paying the right attention or whatever but you know even with you know at the time 17 years experience or something in BNI at the time. Um, yeah, even I got a few of them wrong. So um, the education is really key and uh, really key to working the system properly. You know, and I'll go back to the gym analogy. If you go into the gym and just say, oh, there's a gym, just start lifting weights and you lift them the wrong way and yeah. throw a disc out of your back, uh, you know, you'd think you'd wish you'd listen to the trainer on how to lift properly first, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it works like that. The next one is the time commitment. So, you know, some people perhaps don't like the time commitment or the weekly commitment of what we do. Yeah, why do I have to come every week? I mean, there's other networking groups where I can just turn up once a fortnight or once a month. Okay, so are you going to put um, once a fortnight or once a month marketing time into your business? Or would you like to put focused weekly marketing time into your business? Well, that, that, that's actually a fantastic reframe yeah it is focused I'm marketing time. All the time now <laughs> this is this is focused marketing time for your business and i say this a lot and we've been doing a lot of business growth days which are the former name for visitor days in our region and what we say is this is your time to market your business it's not time out of your business it's time you market your business it is part of your business marketing your business so this is your focused marketing time for your business and whether it's a meeting, whether that's doing one-to-ones, whether it's doing uh, any additional education for what you do, it's focused marketing time that you're doing for yourself and your business and your chapter. Not for BNI, you're doing it for yourself, your business and your chapter to get results from that as well. So time commitment, we like to think is focused marketing time for your business. Another thing they possibly don't like is active listening for referrals. You know, everyone likes to speak. Everyone likes to be heard. A lot of people don't like listening. Would you agree? Yeah, they've got two ears and one mouth and they tend to use their mouth more than their ears. <laughs> <laughs> so so active listening helps with the reciprocity. So, and that's reciprocity is key to referrals, giving back. And if you're listening, if you, and I love that phrase, and it's one that's been around with B&I for for, for eons, a good networker has one mouth, two ears, and uses them proportionally. If you're active listening, you're more likely to pick up, well, in a chapter, one, what your fellow chapter member needs. I find writing on the chapter roster, writing thing down, things down aids retention. I very rarely go back to it, but I find if I write things down, I'm more likely to remember it than sitting there thinking about something else. Um but active listening will help with that. And active listening to the people you meet will help you find referrals for your group as well. So if you can uh, just shut up and listen and teach yourself this one thing. I think we've spoken to people on this podcast. They train themselves. They just say, shut up and listen. Yeah, <laughs> Say that to yourself. You'll find one, you'll find you'll get more referrals for the members of your chapter because they'll be implanted in the uh, reticular activator in your brain and you'll see those opportunities and two 
when you're listening to your clients, when you're meeting your clients and your friends, family, your contacts, once again, shut up and listen because you'll find those opportunities for your uh, for referrals for your group, which you can give back to your group. Yeah. So what you're actually saying is pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Try listening. Shut and, up and listen. People yeah, like yeah. to speak all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm probably guilty for it too. And sometimes I'm going to say, Edwards, shut up and listen. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to tell myself that. And if you can train yourself to do that, it's fantastic. All right. Next one. Um, perhaps they don't like being held accountable. So, you know, being held accountable is part of our mutual commitment to each other. And this is making our organization efficient. It's mute. being held accountable is mutual commitment to everyone. You know, uh, if you're in a relationship, you know, you're accountable to your partner and your partner says, oh, yeah, I'm going to work late tonight. Can you put on the dinner and all that? And they turn up, you haven't done it. You haven't been accountable to them. What happens? You either don't eat or you don't eat later or you have to get takeaway. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we are accountable to the people around us and it makes, you know, it makes that mutual commitment and it may, it adds efficiency to what we do. So, you know, um, when you're accountable someone, to someone and you know that they can rely on you and you can rely on them, it makes life so much easier, doesn't it? It does. And I just need to um, throw in there for members to really think about how difficult it is for vice presidents to hold people accountable so, you know, often we hear, oh, the VP's not letting anyone get away with anything. He thinks that he's the boss and he's running the race and she's doing this. But most of the time they're following the rules and the rules are in the operations manual. They weren't made specifically for one person. They're for the, every single person in BNI to follow. Uh, and I just think sometimes if you if you don't like what the VP is doing and being held accountable, when leadership changeover comes around, put your hand up to do the job because people don't want the responsibility of holding people accountable, but then they get upset when someone else has actually stepped up and is doing it. So just, just something to have a think about that um, VPs are doing the best job that they can. And if they're not, it's because possibly they need some more information. Fantastic. The last thing that people probably don't like is um, the financial commitment. So, yeah. The financial commitment, when you think about it in a marketing sense, to join one of our chapters as a brand new member, no matter where you are in Australia, it's around the $2,000 mark. As a marketing strategy, that's not very expensive for what you get back. And when you think about it, our members report usually, you know, 50x return on investment out, yeah. of, out of B&I membership. Whereas... If you uh, if you talk to a marketing consultant, 10x is outstanding. Well, a lot of our members are reporting back 50 times. So you know, and you know, they'll say it's oh, it's a bad financial commitment, but they'll waste the same amount of money on another marketing strategy that's just hit and miss. So you know, okay, so what are you spending on marketing now? You know, if you can't afford two thousand dollars to market around two thousand dollars to market your business, really? Should you really yeah. be in business? Yeah, that's right. And and I find that if someone says or makes the comment that it's too expensive, then they then you haven't shown them how much value is uh, is involved. Because when people see value, they don't think about how much it costs. Yeah. So just um just to recap, 
inflexible structure or our rules. It's a formula that works. That's why the rules are there. Okay, because the formula works. We've had successful members over 38 years with this with growth. Performance culture, it's reputation protection. You know, we have we are high performing business people. So if you want to be a part of us, you need to be a high performing business person as well. And we have a performance culture. We're competitive. Peer assessment, feedback. You're going to be assessed by your peers because they're going to actually work out whether they want to put you in front of their best customer. Consistent education, once again, personal growth. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Time commitment is focused marketing time. Active listening helps find referrals and helps us give referrals back. And being accountable is our mutual commitment to each other. It's what we're all together working together. And the financial commitment, well, people waste money on marketing and it doesn't work more than what the financial commitment to BNI is. So that's what I wanted to go through today. Turning around what some people don't like about BNI. Uh, thank you, Stan Phelps, for the education. Uh, if you want to look at some of Stan's uh, stuff, the Goldfish series, um, Pink Goldfish, Purple Goldfish, Diamond Goldfish, I think he's got at the moment. There's all sorts of goldfish there in different colours. Um, you can actually, if you uh, if you saw Stan speak at the national conference this year, he he explained how the goldfish uh, uh, analogies work for him and how he came about them. But um, yeah, it's um, thank you for him for this uh, for this stuff. And I thought it was a really good thing to share with our podcast because not everyone actually got to uh, got to see Stan perform at the conference. And so just to recap um, that with Stan, he uses the word flawsome. And he said, taking your flaws. Flaw flawsome, not flawsome. Flawsome. <laughs> taking, your, <laughs> taking your flaws in your business or whatever you think it is about your business that might make you um, less attractive or that people complain about and turning it into an awesome um, differentiating factor position for yeah. you to be in in the market so and i think when i was sitting there and i listened to you basically you know that the the sledgehammer coming across <laughs> saying this is the fact no one wants to talk about it but let's let's talk about and call the baby ugly bni is not easy it's not for everyone but it's proven it works business is not easy it's not for everyone but you have to put the work in and if you're given a system it's a much better proposition and you're more set up for success than ever before. And then watching Stan where he talks about, you know, when something's not perfect, it's flawsome. And I just felt I came away from that conference feeling like, wow, B&I is actually not just great, it's flawsome. And that's why it's great. That's what makes it stand out from all the other networking groups that just try to make it easy. Yeah, I absolutely agree 100%. Well, it's been a great podcast and it's nice to be back to what feels like a normal routine again. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported the Australian Story podcast. The uh, National Conference is in Cairns next year. I know it's really early to put it out there, but don't leave it to the last minute. Book your tickets. It's a great opportunity. Uh, we had a fantastic time when we were there. And uh, hang in there. We'll be back next week for another BNI Australian Story podcast. Bye.